Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Thursday, December 3rd, 2020. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Shane Caldwell. And this is our week 13 quarterback show for the main slate. Shane, are you ready for value week at the quarterback position? Yeah. Yeah, the quarterback position is kind of interesting because you can't, you don't have your Patrick Mahomes in a, in a lock spot like you did last week in a great matchup. Um, some of these guys at the top end, you know, like your Russell Wilsons and your Kyler Murrays are all of a sudden looking looking human here, and they're in pretty difficult matchups. You know, not where they're going to, they, where we're projecting they're not going to necessarily have a ceiling game. Even Aaron Rodgers at home. Uh, doesn't look like necessarily a ceiling game for him. So we're we're not as high on these really expensive guys. And we, we think we feel like we can get similar production by paying down at the quarterback position. Um, and that should give us better roster construction. So that's where we're at as of right now. Things could change in the next few days here. Um, but our early week, look, we're looking at paying down uh, a little bit on the quarterback position, then playing some guys that we normally don't play always. Absolutely. You got to adjust each week. And we want to keep the momentum going from week 12 we swept the main slate uh, on both DraftKings and FanDuel. Had a great week. Uh, we had Mahomes in a lot of places. Uh, so it was more of a pay-up week at quarterback last week for us. Uh, had a lot of fun with our members. And we're, we're back to the grind here for week 13. Want to thank our presenting sponsor, betus.com.pa. Use that promo code COACHTALK for the terrific first-time deposit offer. If you haven't heard of it yet, $149.00. And you get membership with us included all winter until April 1st. So we'd love to have you join the family. We give out full FanDuel lineups for every uh, slate in the NFL, cash lineup, GPP lineup, and then core plays and pivots uh, on DraftKings. So uh, love to have you. And if you want some more information on that, you can find us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. All right, Shane, let's hear about some quarterbacks here from some of the value price ranges and in, in some of the better matchups. Yeah. So there's an interesting game where there's two quarterbacks that I'd like this week that I normally don't like, because these are, are run oriented teams, but because of the matchup and the game environment and the way the matchups are this week, we're looking at these guys. So this Cleveland Tennessee game is shaping out right now over under bet us over under is 54 points. It's the highest, you know, by quite a bit on this whole slate here. Um, I think, you know, right now, Tennessee's pretty big favorites at home, six point favorites on bet us. So they are favored. Um, but I think Cleveland can keep this competitive and have it a nice back and forth shootout type environment. Um, both defenses are decent, but have, you know, are suspect in certain areas and both, both these teams have, you know, really good offenses here. So normally you would think just lock and load these running backs, but we're looking at the quarterback. So let's start with Ryan Tannehill. So Ryan Tannehill hasn't really had to do much because he's obviously just handed the ball off to Derrick Henry and Derrick Henry's just annihilated people in certain matchups here. Um, and keep in mind, they got that huge lead with Derrick Henry getting those three touchdowns right away. So Ryan Tannehill had like seven attempts in the second half, you know, so he just didn't have to throw at all. Um, but when he does throw, he's, he's very productive. And uh, I like the fact that Cleveland uh, you know, if they are big favorites in this over under 30 implied total, Ryan Tannehill is going to produce there. Cleveland's decent against the run. So I don't think Derrick Henry is just going to be able to pound the ball as easy as he did last week against a banged up Indianapolis team. So I think Ryan Tannehill will pass. You can pass against the 
secondary of Cleveland. Once they lost Denzel Ward, their their Pro Bowl secondary uh, cover corner, they don't really have a shutdown corner. Um, so Ryan Tannehill has some good targets, uh, some good receivers you can pair him with, and he's a reasonable price for Ryan Tannehill, 7800 on FanDuel, and really reasonable on DraftKings, 6200 So I believe he's going to get better volume this week, and he's very efficient when he does throw, and he hasn't had a a lot of huge games because of the low volume and also some tough matchups. But I feel like I feel like this is a good matchup, a good game environment, and higher volume for him. So and Tannehill can get some running rushing yards as well. So I look for Ryan Tannehill to be like a surprise breakout type player here that could really do well. And he's got good guys, receivers to connect with. And then if you want to go a little more contrarian in the same game there and go with a GPP pivot off some of these uh you know, chalky guys that we'll talk about and the lower price here, you could go with Baker Mayfield. Same scenario there. If if Tennessee, uh, they're decent against the run, if they're able just to contain that that uh, that running game from, uh, uh, you know, rounds here, and Baker Mayfield may actually have to pass in the second half. They're projected to be pretty big underdogs here. So, and Baker Mayfield showed out pretty good last week when he actually passed a little bit. Um, he's showing some good chemistry now with Jarvis Landry and those guys. So I like Baker Mayfield at a cheap price uh, over on DraftKings. He's 5,300, and he's the type of get guy you can get at super low ownership. And in this shootout-type environment, Tennessee has a pretty weak secondary, and uh, they're they're really not that great uh, in terms of the pass rush either. So you can get them through the air. So I think that, that these teams that normally run are actually going to pass a little more in this high, high total. Uh, so that's why I like those guys at, at very low ownership. Yeah, I can see the path for both of those guys in this game total of, of 54. And if if Cleveland is playing from behind in the second half, they're six-point underdogs. I, I think Mayfield can have similar production. We saw what Rivers did against them. Old man Rivers threw for 295 and two scores. And if you get that from Mayfield, you're going to pay off that value. So uh, I like those picks. And the other high total game on betus.com.pa this week is 52 and a half, and it's Jacksonville against Minnesota. And I like both of these quarterbacks. So um, just to give a little bit more of the context here, there's 11 games on the main slate here with all the moving parts, and only three games this week have totals over 50 on BetUS. So this is the second highest total, and it's just funny how this one also has two medium to cheap quarterbacks in terms of prices, and we've got you know bad defenses here, so it's a it's a really good opportunity to pay down at, at quarterback and pay up for some of the guys at the other positions that we like. So I'll start with the more expensive guy in this matchup. It's Kirk Cousins, which is funny, you know he's the first guy I put on our draft clipboard. He's only sixty four hundred on on DraftKings, and that's not something we've done all season. Usually there's at least one or two expensive quarterbacks that we like, but. You know, I'm starting the list with Kirk Cousins here at 6,400. And if you look at what he did last week in that weird game against Carolina, he threw for 307 yards and three touchdowns. And I had to, I, I did a double take when I was looking at that stat. I'm like, is this actually accurate? This was Kirk Cousins. You know, this is this is Minnesota. They just run the ball. They give it to Cook 30 times. They don't like to pass it, but you know, in the right game situation, he can have a big game. And at 6,400, he doesn't have to have a monster game. But they're 10-point favorites against Jacksonville, and Jacksonville's not good against the pass. Again, as you just referenced, May- Mayfield did well against them last week. So I, ca- I could see Kirk Cousins having a nice nice game here and paying off value. 
And then on the flip side, I really like Mike Glennon. Uh, he's probably my favorite value on DraftKings this week at 4800 I think they should have priced him up after his performance last week. I watched that game between Jacksonville and Cleveland, and he looked great. I mean, it's a tall quarterback. He stands in the pocket. He'll throw it down the field with confidence. He was even a little bit mobile. You know, he scrambled a couple times. He could get 10 to 20 yards rushing and add on a little bit there. But it's a veteran. He knows how to play. He's got confidence and a strong enough arm to do damage. And Minnesota's been bad against the pass all year. You know, they've been a little bit better recently. But um, for that price, uh, I'm more than willing to, to, to go to Glennon. And he might have DJ Chark back in the lineup and Conley. Even if he doesn't, he did well last week with um, – with Cole and um, Chanel Johnson and Colin Johnson, <laughs> Eifert, no. great targets all over the place. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I like both the quarterbacks in this game. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So there's some interesting plays in this slate, but we'll go back to, uh, I'm going to go back to a familiar face that has been awesome this year is Deshaun Watson. Uh, Deshaun Watson's one of the guys that, that depending on how the news shakes out in the next few days, as we're recording this on Thursday, so things can change. Uh, he's one of the guys that I'm willing to pay up for. Now, on paper, looks like a really difficult matchup against Indianapolis, but more recently, teams have been getting them more, you know, through the air and on the ground. Um, you have to kind of monitor the injury report. Uh, they had a couple of their big defensive tackles on the COVID list, and we got to see if they're going to come off the COVID list and be eligible to play this Sunday or not, or if they're still off. So depending on that news there, that's going to make a big difference. I know Deshaun Watson and lost Will Fuller, obviously, to suspension. But the thing I like about Watson, he's got the upside with the with his legs. He can rush rush for touchdowns. He's obviously a pretty powerful runner. He's, he's fast. He's pretty quick. He can get those off-script runs there. Um, so he's going to get it done with his legs here, maybe even more so without Will Fuller. And he still has some talented, quick receivers and some great tight ends. They're going to probably run a lot of two tight end sets here as well. Um, and he can still pass the ball to his, uh, to his running backs. He has a couple good running backs. Uh, the Johnson guys there. So I like Deshaun Watson still in this game against Indianapolis. I think that their defense is a little more suspect than they were earlier in the year. And this is a tough division rival game. Um, but the fact that he can run around and avoid the pass rush and he still has some good weapons and he's got some good cheap guys you can pair him with. I like Deshaun Watson this week. And, and I'm going to like him more if some of those Indianapolis guys are still on the COVID list or out injured. If they're at full strength, I might not be as high on Deshaun Watson. But overall, I do I do like him, and it depends on the news for the next couple of days here. Yeah, and uh, I agree. Of the expensive guys, he's my favorite at this point in the week. So uh, just stick with us to get our final analysis as we head towards kickoff on Sunday. We give out the final clipboard and the full lineups on FanDuel about 45 minutes before kickoff on Sunday. So if you join us as a member, that's when you'll get those those picks. All right, the next guy for me is Taysom Hill, and his price has gone up a little bit. This is a guy you might want to consider if you're looking for more of a conservative approach, more of a cash game play. You know, he's been outstanding so far with that rushing floor. Both games two touchdowns on the ground and over 40 yards rushing. And he he did well through the air also against Atlanta here. And that's who New Orleans is playing again. Uh, didn't have to throw much against Denver, but he threw it for 233 yards against Atlanta just two weeks ago. So he showed that he can do that. Um, so at 6,300 on DraftKings, um, I think you could go back there if you're if you're looking for a cash game play. 
Is he still still hasn't got a passing touchdown yet, right? Correct. I don't think he's uh, I, yeah. So I, and I'm not sure if he's had one in his career, but this could be a great week to get his first career passing touchdown. I'm not sure if he's had it in any of those gadget plays or not yet. Um, I thought I heard that he hasn't. So um, so yeah, I think we're we're calling for that passing touchdown from Taysom Hill, which would be very valuable. <laughs> this would be the week to do it. it. Terrible, uh, terrible secondary there. So and yeah, and he's absolutely. he's shown the chemistry with Michael Thomas. So uh, I think it's a it's a strong prediction that they will connect this week. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, so again, I I'm not uh, paying up at uh, quarterback, but if there if you want to go down to a super value play that you can get at pretty much almost no ownership, probably like one percent or below, I'm gonna bring up a guy here, and this is this is gonna sound really bad if you look at how this guy's played. But I'm looking at the situation more, and I'm talking about Sam Darnold for the New York Jets. Okay? Wow! So, so I know, and this is this is the risky call, but I'm talking more uh, GPP, you know, uh, large tournament play that you want to gain an edge on the field that has several hundred thousand people. You could play Sam Darnold. Now he's at home against the Las Vegas Raiders. They have to come out to uh, Jersey there. Uh, long trip there. Now, Sam Darnold hasn't been healthy, and when he has been on the field, he's played really bad. Um, and when he has been playing in the games, he's had tough matchups, including Miami, who I think has a really good secondary last week. So they did shut him down. Except for this week, he's at home against Las Vegas, who has a secondary that you can exploit, um, and they have a weak pass rush, uh, which obviously Sam Darnold's not good under pressure. So I think Sam Darnold will actually have room, he'll have time to throw and could surprise some people and have a decent game here. And that's all you need at the, that he's pretty much at minimal price on both sides. Um, and you have to keep in mind, Sam Darnold, this is one of the first games he's in a good matchup. He has Jamison Crowder, uh, Denzel Mims, who's coming on now, and Brashad Pyramid. He has all his wide receivers intact here. He hasn't had that most of the year. So either he's been injured, the other guys have been injured. So he finally has a little more chemistry with the top three wide receivers in a great matchup here. They're probably going to be playing from behind here. Um, and so this is the type of play. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're big underdogs, seven and a half point uh, home underdogs. So they're going to have to pass a lot. Um, Sam Darnold sometimes can get rushing yards as well. So he's the type of play that no one's going to play in a tournament. And let's say if he does put up 20 plus fantasy points, which is possible um, in this game script, um, that could create a huge advantage for you and your lineup could be different. Um, so I kind of like Sam Darnold in the sneaky, sneaky spot if you want to get creative in a GPP, like a really large field here. Yeah, I, you know, if there's ever a time to play him, I agree. This is it with the matchup and his weapons. Uh, so good GPP approach there. I'm kind of interested in the guy on the other side for the same reasons. Derek Carr at 5,800 on DraftKings. I mean, after that absolute dud last week against Atlanta, that was just awful. Uh, not many people are going to want to roster him, but the Jets have been awful against the pass. Number 30 in the league yardage allowed this season. They've actually been decent against the run. So I think the Raiders are going to plan to go to the air a little bit more. And it may not be a traditional pass attack like a lot of teams have used against them. Um, but, you know, if you mix in a little bit of Ruggs and Aguilar and then you get a lot of targets to Waller, you know, I think that's a, a great recipe for success here. So I could see Carr coming back with 275 and two and again paying off that, that price tag. And Shane, I've got one more uh, cheaper play here. I want to get your perspective on, and that's Mitchell Trubisky, who's going up against your Detroit Lions, and it's a little bit of a lower total here, 44 and a half 
on BetUS, but the Bears are three-point favorites at home. And uh, Trufant has gone on IR. Okuda is questionable. So a bit of a banged-up secondary for Detroit, and they've had a lot of struggles this year defending the pass. They're number 26 in yardage. Trubisky has been awesome against Detroit in his recent matchups. You know, he didn't look... He didn't look awesome against Green Bay. He, you know, he made some bad choices, bad passes. Didn't really look very comfortable in the pocket. But, um, you know, with with all the variables mixed in, uh, what do you think about the Trubisky play this week? I think he's going to be the one of the highest owned uh, value play guys because the narrative is out there. Everyone in the fantasy industry is talking about how Trubisky is going to have a big game because he always does well against Detroit. Um, I, I prefer to pivot to some of these other cheaper guys that we we're talking about just because I feel like you're going to get high ownership. And even though I know that my Detroit Lions defense has been absolutely horrible, um, you know, I think that they can still contain Trubisky and prevent him from having like a big fantasy game. Um, you know, he might get, you know, 15 or, you know, 15 or 16 fantasy points or something like that instead of like the 20 plus that you need from him. Um, even at that cheap price. So that's the way I look at this game. And, and also Chicago can run the ball. You know, we'll probably talk about Montgomery when we get to running backs here. So Chicago can run the ball in Detroit. And I think Detroit's going to play, they're going to be more competitive in this game. It's a division rival. And the fact that they fired Matt Patricia, which is a dark cloud over the head of the entire team. I think for some reason, the players didn't really like Matt Patricia and they didn't play their best for him. And I think they're going to play more loose and not think as much this, this week and actually play, uh, you know, play faster and, and more physical. Uh, and I think that's what that, so I expect Detroit to be a little more competitive this week. I know they're still really bad personnel wise, um, but the Chicago Bears offense isn't exactly, you know, explosive either. So, um, so I, I expect Detroit to play better against Trubisky this week and he'll still put up decent numbers, but I don't think he's going to put up enough numbers to win you a tournament or, or to, uh, to really smash his value there. So I, that's why I, I don't like him as much this week for a value guys, but and especially consider he's going to be high owned as well. Agreed on that point for sure. Well, if you want some more insight on all things Detroit sports, you can follow Shane on Twitter at DET Sports Shane. You can find me at Language Olympic. And all of us, again, are available at DFS Coach Talk. That's where you can find more in information on our membership. And uh, speaking of membership, again, we're going to give out the final lineups Sunday, about 45 minutes before kickoff. So we'd love to have you there. And then with our other shows this week, we're doing a wide receiver tight end show. So make sure to tune in to that. And then also running backs podcast. So uh, click the, the like button, the subscribe on YouTube. That way you'll get notified when those podcasts post. They'll all be out later today on Thursday for week 13. Shane, any final thoughts here on the quarterbacks? No, this is one of the most contrarian, unusual quarterback, you know, uh, slates that I've seen. And I think you have to get a little bit different. And I think at the end of week 13, you're going to say, I can't believe these guys were the top quarterbacks because that's the type of slate this is. So I think you have to think a little bit differently to gain an edge this week. It's not your normal. Just go to the chalk or go to the, you know, MVP candidate type guys. This is going to be an unusual week. And uh, I'm excited for it to see what kind of unexpected things are going to pop up here. That's right. We're on the same page here. It's value week at quarterback in week 13. So we wish you all the best with your lineups. On behalf of Shane Caldwell and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I am Andrew Hansen. 
Thank you so much for joining us and be sure to check out our other Week 13 NFL podcasts as we look to crush it in DFS.